Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're creating a whole supply chain here in Canada so that auto workers here in Ontario will be able to build electric vehicles with batteries made in Quebec from nickel, mined in Northern Ontario and lithium from Alberta with made in Canada steel and aluminum that is some of the cleanest in the world. There you go. That was uh, Justin Trudeau who on Monday with Doug Ford announced the province's first full-scale electric vehicle plant. And uh, one of many, many announcements that we've heard over a little while, last little while. But given the numerous announcement and all the bravado the politicians are showering on our future in this market, you know, and the growth that we have seen where you've got millions of people now trying to get electric vehicles and more coming into the market, I think a lot of us assume that Canada is going to be a leader in this emergency interest. And then, you know, you got to parse through the fine print and you find out, no, not so much. According to the EV Readiness Index, we've actually fallen from 8th place in 2021 to 13th place. So we're almost last when it comes to the 14 EV markets. And so then you wonder, okay, what are, where are we missing this? We've got the minerals. We've got certainly the will. We've got the you know, places that'll do it. So why are we not getting this done? Um, well, a big thing is that we're falling behind in basic things like, oh yeah, charging infrastructure, things like offering goodies to buyers. But let me bring Brian Kingston into this conversation. He's president and CEO of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, and I'll let you break this down. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Or, I'm not even calling you Brian. You got an, hey, Brian. So apparently we're uh, very, very close friends. Uh, I apologize. But look, um, when I read through this, because I think most of us kind of hear these announcements and think, well, yeah, we are going to dominate in this market. But, but when I parse through some of the things that you've written about, I mean, we are nowhere close. In fact, we're not even, it almost seems like a pipe dream. Well, that's it. And, you know, when you look at what automakers are doing right now, we've seen investments globally of $1.2 trillion into electrification. Right here in Canada, Ford, General Motors, Stellantis, they have announced investments of $13.5 billion into Canada to build EVs in the battery supply chain. So the industry is moving very rapidly to electrification, and we saw that on Monday with that very exciting announcement yeah. in Ingersoll with GM. What we're missing, though, is a coordinated, comprehensive, ambitious plan to help consumers and Canadians make the switch. And that's what this EV readiness index shows. Canada is 13th out of 14 countries that are leading auto markets, and it's because we're not doing enough on charging infrastructure and incentives to make this affordable. And we know, we speak with consumers regularly and Canadians, those are the biggest concerns. Where can I charge the vehicle, and can I afford it? Yeah, I'll get to the incentives on the you know in a couple of minutes, but I do want to talk about the charging because I think you, you lay out some interesting stats. And so for every 24 electric vehicles on the roads by 2030 in this country, we're going to need one public charging station. But when you look at the numbers in California, for every 12 electric cars uh, on, the, on the road, they have one charger um, that they have to put into place by 2030. We need a lot more. I mean, we're a much bigger country. So we have to have more of these things. And yet, 
I don't know why they haven't been more proactive on this particular part of, of the infrastructure. This is exactly the challenge. And, and we see other jurisdictions that have far more coordinated plans to put in place this charging infrastructure. And we're making the case that Canada needs to be even more aggressive than places like California, because as we know, we've got a cold climate. We've yeah. got one million kilometers of road. Uh, we've got 20% of the population that lives in rural areas where charging is very, very hard to find and people drive long distances. So we need to be far more aggressive than some of these other countries in terms of building out this infrastructure. Because at the end of the day, if someone can't find a way to make an EV fit into their lifestyle and still do all of the things that they do, driving to hockey practice, going to visit family mm-hmm. halfway across the province, it's a non-starter. And so that's where you need fast public charging that is easily accessible to all Canadians. I mean, yeah, the last thing you want is to be stuck on a long, like on the Trans-Canada Highway in the middle of winter, and there's like 80 vehicles waiting to charge, and you're just the last one in line. But to your point, I mean, we're now so far behind at the pace of our construction on these things. You know, we've got a government that wants to ban fuel-powered cars within the next, you know, 10, 15 years, and yet we are nowhere near having these charging stations. So I'm not even sure how we can fulfill the government's target of going 100% in on all electric vehicles um, if, if we don't have this infrastructure built. And I don't get the sense, and correct me where I'm wrong, Brian, that we can um, get it built in time. Well, this is what really keeps me up at night. The automakers are bringing EVs into the market extremely fast. So you're going to see yeah. electrified versions of virtually every vehicle, from pickup trucks to SUVs. And so they're, they're going to be available. Canadians are interested in them. But we need the infrastructure there because that is fundamental to making that decision to buy an electric vehicle. And the federal government is committed to building 84,500 public chargers. And they put significant funds behind that, which is, which is welcome. But the challenge that we're seeing is the pace of build-out. We're moving quickly to bring these production lines up and running and produce vehicles. What we're not seeing is the charging stations coming online fast enough. Of those 84,000 public chargers, most recent count is there are only 2,500 that are operational. Mm. And if you think about how much time we have between now and 2035, where every single vehicle sale in this country needs to be an electric, we're going to have to see a significant increase in the pace of construction to get us there. Yeah, and I would I would think that the private market would be champing at the bit to do this. But can you just kind of how how hard is it to build a, a building like a, a charging station? I, I would assume doing it privately on homes would be probably the most sense. But how how long would it take? I mean, how complicated are they? Well, there are a couple of things here. I mean, first of all, we see that most EV owners charge their vehicle at home if they can. So if you're fortunate enough to live in a detached home, you've got a driveway, then you can put a charger into your house and you can do it at a relatively affordable price. That said, it would be helpful to to provide some incentive to consumers to install those chargers in their home because it it is an expense. Where Mm. there's a real challenge is on things like multi-unit residential buildings. So if you live in an apartment building, you may not have access to charging in your building. So how are we going to help retrofit those buildings and convert them over to the the wiring necessary to install a charger? That's going to be a big challenge. And then in addition to that, if you don't have access to either sort of home charging option, you're going to depend on public charging infrastructure. So that could be offered Mm -hmm. by the private market. And that's infrastructure that you can access on the street or at a charging station. 
And right now, there aren't simply enough EVs on the road for this to be a profitable business. And then hence the reason for the government's role in helping with the build-out. That said, once the on-road fleet gets to a certain size and capacity, there will be a private sector motivation to build this charging infrastructure. But we're just not quite there yet. And that's where the role for government is. Yeah, well, someone should question at these announcements, because to your point, we're at $4 billion in this industry, but it's going to grow to about $22 billion, and, and we're just not... Uh, plugged in to the actual challenges in, in front of us. But then to your point on subsidies, you know, uh, again, I look at Tesla drivers and I say, why am I giving a Tesla driver a chunk of change to buy a car that I can't even afford to drive? I think there will be pushback. I mean, if these cars are so popular, why do we have to keep paying people to drive them? Well, the good news on that front is that you will see the price of vehicles come down over time. It's not happening immediately. But auto manufacturers are putting a huge amount of investment into this and into battery technology. So over time, you'll see these vehicles becoming more affordable, which will help. But the reason incentives are so important right now is because government has set these very aggressive targets. And to make those targets achievable, you have to incent people to make the switch. If you think about someone with a a typical vehicle budget, even though they're going to save on gas over time with Mm -hmm. EV, the upfront cost is higher. And I'll just give you an example from a very popular segment, the compact SUV, very popular segment in Canada. Your price gap there is about $20,000 right now on your final transaction price. So that's not going to work for most Canadians, particularly Mm -hmm. in an environment like we're seeing. You've got inflation running high. People are facing real budgetary pressures, a potential recession on the horizon. So if we want to move the dial and get more people into these vehicles, that's where the incentive really comes in to help them push them over the edge and make that switch to electric. My takeaway, Brian, from this conversation is that the uh, the ambitious plans of the Trudeau government to get everyone in an electric vehicle by, uh, I think, in the next 10 years is is lofty at best. And it needs to unless they Unless they really, really get you know kicked into high gear. Well, that's just it. We've seen jurisdictions yeah. that have been successful, but it's because they've laid out very detailed yeah. plans and they're, they're on it. And we don't see that quite yet in Canada. Now, I can't say I'm surprised, but nonetheless, I appreciate you putting it on the radar. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Brian. We'll talk again. Thanks. Great to chat. That's Brian Kingston, who is president and CEO of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers. So again, I, these are the questions that should be asked when we get, it's not enough to take the announcement. How are you going to get it done? You can build all these companies, but how, if you can't plug the car in, not going to work.